Okay. Hey, welcome back to another week. Another week of Culture Couch. Did you uh, miss us? We we did miss last week. Um, and for that, we're sorry. I think what were we doing? I, I think we went to go We picked up a washer and dryer. Yeah. A washer. Yeah. Well, one thing led to another and all of a sudden we have a washer and dryer here at the the HQ. And that's actually what we're kind of digging into today is like yes. making sure your dryers are gas or electric before you buy them. Yes. We've just been burned too many times, and it's time that we gave back and shared our wealth of knowledge on these topics, man. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're, we're still on the article couch this week. Uh, What's you know. a feature of this couch that you enjoy? I, I like this, this stuff right here. I like it. I mean, some may say it's it's extra, and it is. But I, I, you know, I think it really adds to the the experience. You, yeah, yeah. You gain flexibility because this isn't exactly. It's cushioned, but it's lightly cushioned. No doubt. You get structure, but you can kind of manipulate this variable um, <laughs> to your greatest pr- preference. Yes. Um, and so with that. Just another great couch uh, provided by the article team. So thank you so that much. That we paid for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we thought it'd be great this week to uh, to talk about one of the most important things in any organization is your approach to leadership. Leadership. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, there's this term that's, that's thrown around a good bit, servant leadership. Um, and, you know, I, I think when people hear that, they probably have a lot of different ideas of what that means. Sure. But uh yeah. Uh I'll just be like adding like that yeah. throughout this. Time. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> yes. Sounds great. Uh but we have a, a few different practices that uh servant leaders embody and adapt, right? Yeah, and I think sometimes this idea of servant leadership can be um hmm, misconstrued. Great uh, point. Into just saying like a leader that does everything himself or just just does everything the team would do yeah or Um, or as a pushover right kind of thing right uh but there's a little hmm, more to it yeah and that's kind of what we're going to dive into today uh and so this this first practice checking your ego at the door what man the first thing that comes to mind when i hear that is a time in my career where i I think like the biggest thing that makes you have a big ego is insecurity. Like, uh, and I think I've maybe talked about this before on maybe this program or another program (laughs) that we have. Uh, But I felt so incompetent at my job that I was insecure. Mm -hmm. And I felt so inexperienced in like a beginner in running a coffee shop. How did you showcase that? I think it, I was threatened by people's ideas. Right. As much as I would like to think that I, I, at the time, like I wanted people's ideas because I wanted to be like inclusive of everybody, you know, um, and not just come up with all the ideas myself. I didn't want to do that. Uh, as much as I would like to think that was like a big part of my mindset, at the end of the day, when people would challenge the system, I would take it personally. Right, and that kind of is what it means to have an idea in the workplace is to challenge right. the current status quo, which you happen to have had yeah. inaugurated. Right, and I'm like, God, we're trying as hard as we can. Like, geez. And 
uh, that just shows a level of insecurity that leads to ego. Um, cause I was making it just about like me and how I feel yeah, as opposed to how my job as a leader is to move this team forward right. and support the players on the team. Yeah. And it's through activating and utilizing and empowering the people on your team. Whereas in ego is about self empowerment, self growth, yeah. uh, self glorification, um, and that's what I think about when we say the word servant leadership. A servant is someone that values who they're serving. Yeah. They put value in that person. Um, and that's a hard thing to do sometimes as a leader is to to lower yourself um, and give value, give voice to your team so that everybody shines and the team moves forward uh, along with you, right? Yeah. Um, I think maybe that's a fear is that you're left in the dust. Say, well, hey, this guy hasn't had any of the ideas. Yeah. But that never happens with a servant leader. Yeah. They're always praised because what they're doing is activating the team, and that's a part of growth. That's a part of success um, is using your team well. Yeah. So checking your ego at the door, for me that just looks similarly is like, I'm not going to be the one with all the good ideas today. Mm -hmm. um, I need to give spotlight and voice to the people on my team um, to do that. On the other side, when it comes to servant leadership, checking your ego at the door, I think about um, a leader who's willing to do some nitty-gritty tasks in order to honor um, and keep the, the team going. Yep. I.e., if you're working at a coffee shop, maybe it's cleaning out your milk pitcher rinser when it's clogged with milk fat, yeah, you know, it's scrubbing the toilet when no one else has time right now. Um, and I think those are some good, good practices to have in your noggin. Yeah. Along with all that is this, uh, this theme of vulnerability. Mm. This is also something that I struggled with early on and something that I have to, I, I think I'm getting better at it now just cause I'm just a lot more comfortable and secure in who I am but also like as a leader in this company. Uh, but, but early on it was like, I feel insecure because I don't know what I'm doing. I have all these talented people around me that I'm supposed to be leading. The last thing I want to do in that space is be vulnerable with them. Right. Because I'm supposed to be the one that has it all together. Right. I'm supposed to be the one that knows everything that, that is the, you know, if if I think one of the lies is if I'm vulnerable, then I'm weak. Mm -hmm. And if I'm weak, then I can't be a leader. Mm -hmm. And really, that is that just couldn't be farther from what actually works right. in the workplace, like with relating to people. Such a huge part of being a leader is relating to the people you're leading. Mm -hmm. This is all so freaking simple, but it just doesn't come naturally to us often, at least me sometimes. Sure. Yeah, and it, thankfully, it's something that we really owe a lot to the team on was encouraging us to express more vulnerability in the workplace. Um, and I know that was a huge... There was a big shift maybe one or two years ago when I was in over my head with the cafe and growth and getting pulled in all these different directions and... I kind of just owned up to feeling lost um, at work and feeling all these different challenges. And instead of being, you know, 
ridiculed for weakness, um, you create something for the team to rally behind. And the team comes in and they want to help lift you up, um, and which pushes the whole, the whole company forward. Um, so vulnerability is a great way to relate to the team. I love yeah. that. And yeah. I've experienced it. For sure. Right. Yeah. And I guess uh, vulnerability in general, just with my personality and my past and my weaknesses, it's not something that just I just exude vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is like an intentional practice that I have to like consciously choose to do. Right. It's not always that way, but um, yeah, I mean, there's there's sometimes it seems like you're risking something by being vulnerable with your team. Um, but really you're, you're doing everything that you just said, but you're also leading by example in that moment mm-hmm. of you're, you're making it okay for you're paving the way for your team to be vulnerable with one another and with you. Gosh, like if you have a team and they're not vulnerable with you as the leader, then you're not going to get anywhere. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, a player that's vulnerable with his or her coach that just that unlocks so much potential in both parties and definitely moves the team forward. Um, my last, my last thought on this, we just kind of camped out on this first practice of it's crucial, man. I mean, when it comes to leadership, there's so many footholds, footholes, there's so many opportunities to fall into pride yeah. to ego, to self-aggrandizement, um, and to maintain vulnerability, humility, servant leadership in the workplace. I mean, that's that's something you got to fight for every day. And I think yeah. we, that's probably why we could hang out here for a lot longer, too, is we've experienced it. Yeah. In the years that we've been building Valor, there's a lot of opportunities to take, uh, to take glory for ourselves over uh, the team. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I last thing is I uh I think about this transition from being player to coach. Um when when we were starting starting up as a business, we were the players, right? Like we were doing everything behind the bar, pulling the shots, taking the orders, all that stuff. And you know, relate that to whatever parallel is in, you know, your job or in your business you're trying to start. Um, but you're a player, but you're also expected to be a coach like to other people. And if you just think about like a football team, you've got the players on the field. Everybody knows their name. You know, they're they're the ones that are physically doing. They're making the plays. They're throwing the ball. They're scoring mm-hmm. the points, making the tackles. I could go on and on of intercepting the ball, of all the stuff that players do. But the, and what are the coaches doing? They're standing there on the sideline. But it's all up here, right? right? Like the players are doing it, but the coaches, the players would be nothing without the coaches. It would be a mess. Right. The coaches organize the players and put structure around the players so that the players win. And, you know, maybe the head coach gets some shout outs and some praise. Yeah. But nobody's really talking about the strength coach, the yeah. linebackers coach, mm-hmm. the all these in, in any sport, there's just like levels to coaching structure. Yeah. Um, and that's something I guess we're talking about when it comes to checking your ego at the door. It's like when you're in leadership, you're taking yourself out of the spotlight a little bit. Yeah. And you're you're putting yourself in service and in support to the people 
that will be receiving the praise. Right. Uh-huh. And I mean, how many people know Tom Brady's name? Like most people, even if you don't even like football or whatever. But how many people know Tom Brady's quarterback coach throughout the years? Like, but he would be nothing without those coaches. And I'm sure he would say that. Uh, and that that transition is a whenever we whenever we train people for leadership and valor, we talk about that transition of like, hey, up to this point, your job has been to be a player. Mm-hmm. You are your job is to be performing the acts that you were hired to do. It, it's just again so simple, but you take the orders, you smile at people. You, it's more complex than that, I guess, but uh, you're doing it. But we want you to take a mentality shift to like, okay, success at work is now defined by how well my team is doing. Right. Success at work is no longer defined only by how well of the latte art I'm pouring or how well of the connections I'm making with guests or how well the shots are going or how clean the cafe is because I'm cleaning the tables. That's all important. But as a coach, you're moving from not only just defining success by how success by how well those things are going, but also like if the team is not doing well, then like that's on you as mm-hmm. a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that measure of accountability that you gain uh, through being promoted to a leader position. Yeah, and ego when something's going wrong like that, ego says it's not my fault yeah, that they're yeah. messing up. Like well. You're the leader, man. Yeah. You have to take accountability and ownership for your team. Yep. And I'm sure coaches feel that too. Guy drops the ball, inter- interception or something. You're like, oh, well, I didn't throw the ball. It's right. like, well, who's getting fired, the coach or the player first? It's like, right. well, by the coach. Yeah. Um, so with great power comes great, great swag. swagability. <laughs> Well said. Well said. Another great week here on the Culture Couch. Uh, I know I learned something. I learned something. I always love sitting down and, and talking about this stuff with you. We got to get someone else right, right here next yeah. time, huh? Yeah. If you want to be on Culture Couch, uh, smash like. We'll yes. see if I get you on there. Yes, yes. If you're uh, following along with these Culture Couches, subscribe to our channel. Uh, comment below with uh, any uh, any thoughts you have, any any like, hey, you know, that was interesting or, hey, that was dumb. Never say that again. You know, stuff like that. Um, maybe just text us that one. Yeah, maybe just text it. Okay. Anyways, love you. Love you.